Hey Chasers, Aaron here. I wanted to talk about our sponsor, Wilderness Trail Distillery. If you want a great whiskey without the fake legends and made-up history, try some Wilderness Trail Fine Kentucky Bourbon. It's made by master distiller Shane Baker and fermentation expert Pat Heist, who you've heard on the podcast, at their distillery in Danville, Kentucky. They make a weeded bourbon, a high rye bourbon, and a Kentucky-grown rye whiskey. Wilderness Trail is offered in bottled in bond or cask strength. It's non-chill filtered, and the mash bill is on the side of every bottle, so you know what you're buying. This is real information. Not some magical recipe or who Shane's great-great-grandpa is. I'm telling you, keep an eye out for Wilderness Trail in your favorite store. If you happen to see a barrel pick or special release of Wilderness Trail on the shelf at your store, grab it. It's not going to last long. If you want more information, check them out online at wildernesstraildistillery.com. Hi, this is Patrick. And this is Megan from Talnua Distillery. Pour a dram and settle in. This is the Cast Chasers Podcast. start do i start i don't care do we start this is how we're starting we're Aaron. i wrote a song for you you did it's been a while since we've recorded together it has been a while it's been a yeah. hot minute yeah um, however long that is i playing around with the mics because it's always the same setting yeah you sound super bassy now well i'm all about that bass it's just i feel like it's only been a couple of months since we've hung out and yet you've I've grown, grown so much <laughs> You've grown so much. I have. Yeah, I no, have. No, I've got. I. Uh, You're so stupid. I know. I am. I really am. I'm wearing the tightest shorts on the planet Earth. Yeah, I That's saw that because it's. In I saw now. all of that. Well, I turned forty, and I thought, you know what? I should revert back to what a child does. So right. in a child's size, right? So now so I'm trying to dress like the cool kids and yeah. trying to be one of them. Well, I went to New Orleans. You did. Last, you yeah. did. Yeah. And I found these shorts there, and they're really dope. They're really cool shorts. They are, they I got. like them. Yeah. They really have. Oh, I'll show you. But they're very. Yeah, it's uh, flamingos. Is lots, that what that is? Yeah, lots of leg. I got. To, no. I, I'm I'm kind of into flamingos right now. It's not My, the pattern that bothers me. It's the amount of thigh meat that people are seeing. Oh man, a little thigh meat action. Yeah, it's a little too much, and I'm uncomfortable with it. So. Yeah. But I look cool and I wear my hats with flat brims now and uh that's uh <laughs> so I'm I'm getting older and you're yeah. getting younger. I only listen to remixes we're, and we're, I ironically love Nirvana. So <laughs> You ironically love Nirvana? Yeah. yeah. So that's who I am now as a person. <laughs> right. So we have a podcast. Um <laughs> and it's a, a a podcast that uh revolves around whiskey. I don't know if you I'm recall. not old enough to drink, that's but right. <laughs> Um, but so I'm excited about about the the folks that we're we're having on today. Um, I haven't I actually haven't tried any of their product yet. Uh, they they sent us some stuff and some really stellar packaging. The most thoughtful packaging. It's unreal. I everything about it I love. So yeah. whoever's doing that, we'll post a picture on yeah, the Instagram. Yeah, after we've already torn it apart. Oh yeah, we'll repackage. We'll we'll repackage it more poorly, and then think of the new Xbox 
it's just that same packaging. It's but exactly for the same. There was a controller. I was confused about emotionally, that. Yeah. physically. Yeah. No, but seriously, I'm really excited. It's 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 got a very Irishy feel, which I'm sure we're going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of pot still. It's mm-hmm. all the things we love. Yeah. And they sent us a ton of samples, so we'll be trashed. Um, glassware, which nobody's ever sent us. No, well, they I send d- us, but not to do the tasting in. No, which I'm uh, wonderful. This is awesome with the, the, the little etching on it. So anyway, I'm excited. Let's I'm excited. Get so um, from uh, Ta- Talnua Distillery in um, Colorado, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Sunshine State. No, no, no. That's not the Sunshine okay. State, buddy. I always um, get them confused. But no, we have we have with us uh, today. We have Patrick and Megan Miller. Guys, how are you? Wonderful. How are you guys? Doing really good. I'm so happy that you're talking now and that we're, we're not talking to each other about oh, weird we'll things edit. anymore. It'll be beautiful. And I'm, stuff. Enjoying, I'm enjoying the banter. I could watch it all day. <laughs> so we talked to... God bless to, you. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's barely minimum at best. Um, your whiskey packaging game for the listeners is on point. Your bottling game's on point. I can't wait to taste. I'm sure it's going to be on point. I got to you people, you listeners, get on their website, go to apparel, and go to hats. They have, look at this, it's 72,000 pages of hat, and the, the designs, <laughs> I'm talking, think about a hat you like, they have it. Think about a hat you don't like, they have it. Think, think about a hat you, you've never seen and don't know what it is. This looks is a like. company that saw someone's forehead and said, you know what we could do? Sell whiskey on that. Yep, yep that's right. You could hide that forehead and make good use of it. Yeah. So no, the hat game, the the gear game, it's all it's all on point. So Bobby's really into hats. Love them. But I just wanted to really get that out. I because I'm very, very impressed. And maybe the whiskey's fine. I don't yeah, know. I mean, we'll, we'll find out. out about that. We'll figure it out. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about you. So you're in Colorado and there's a lot of, in what you may not know, listeners, is there's a lot of cool people in the Colorado scene. Um, you know, Rob Dietrich, that's kind of his, where he came from. I mean, there's a lot of really cool people in Colorado doing whiskey. Um, and I think it's the altitude. I don't know. I, we'll figure out what the science is. But um, I'm really interested to hear, not only are you Coloradian whiskey makers, but you really went for that Irish pot still you know, flavor, strong flavor, flavor profile feel, which is really outside the box and whiskey in general. Can you talk about, you know, really just how you go from let's make whiskey to let's really do it. You know what I mean? Let's do it right. Yeah. Well, just about everything you said was wrong. It's the centennial state. Uh, <laughs> uh, Coloradans, uh, not Coloradians. <laughs> Uh, and uh, we are in the Mile High City here, so okay, okay. Um, really um, public have, school, public school system. Yeah. <laughs> so you know. really have started um, the first single pot still distillery, fully dedicated to this old kind of traditional style of, of Irish whiskey making. And um, Megan's actually the president of the Colorado Distillers Guild as well. So really well connected with people. You mentioned even Rob Dietrich that's doing black in with Metallica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at Stranahan's actually yeah, as a distiller. We'll kind of chat about that too. And he was my master distiller while I was there. So good buddy. He's super impressed to see what, what he's doing, but there's a lot of stuff happening in Colorado right now. It's, I think it's a state to watch in production because some of these, uh, I would call them our old guard 
uh, here in the state are hitting that 10 year old time frame as as distilleries and so really starting to come into our own you know we're one of the younger players just starting in 2017 but you know i mean even us really having a, a style of whiskey that we are reviving uh, nearly from the ashes to be as dramatic as possible uh that we'll we'll chat about as well um just just trying to i think really make the state proud make pot still whiskey single pot still our, our irish ancestors proud uh, we have a, a kind of a lot to unpack so i'm, I'm happy to talk to you guys about it yeah 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 um so real quick can we we circle back president of the mrs madam president <laughs> she makes me call yes. that basically every day that is incredible that's amazing um so you really you really are you have your thumb on uh, on what's going on out there in in uh in colorado i don't know what else they're known for other than whiskey wasn't there something no, nah, not off the top of my head i can't think of what other the, thing the 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 musical the, the musical the unsinkable molly brown takes place in colorado yeah. i think <laughs> yeah that's, no that's you right. guys legalized pot is what you did and then you also started making whiskey and uh i think both of those are rad and cool but this show is a different kind of show we're going to talk about the spirits <laughs> um while you're kind of getting into a little bit of the distillery and everything we'd love to start a, and I think I'm only going to start this a little earlier than we normally do no, because fine. there's so many bottles yeah, here to yeah. choose from. And I can't wait it's to get 47 out. sample yeah. bottles is, um, is what we have in front of us, guys. Right. Who, what should we start with? And and we can kind of kind of evolve the conversation, as it were, from the ashes, as you said. Very Phoenixy, which I dug. Um, which one should we start with and why? And can it be a cool one? Which one? Can it be yeah. cool? So I think that you should start with the Heritage Selection, which is in a green label. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wrong one. Okay. I have it right That's here. Right. I don't know. Thank God we edit this. <laughs> Ladies, do you want some? They have all. Team, no? Oh, it smells incredible. So this one, this one is really kind of cool. This is the the only one that we'll taste that isn't a hundred percent ours. And the reason it isn't a hundred percent ours is because we use our house-made single pot still, our pot still whiskey made out of malted and unmalted barley. Um, we then import Ireland, uh, sorry, whiskey from Ireland. And that would have been impressive. It would have all of Ireland shows up. Uh, and, and that whiskey is grain whiskey that we blend, uh, with our pot still whiskey. So that's going to register like a, a powers gold label of Jameson, that, that style, that kind of the beauty of a blend of creating a really Irish American whiskey and with an Irish American heritage. So we started bringing whiskey over from Ireland in 2018 for this blend. Um, and so it was one of the very first products that we had, uh, along with our continuum cask, which I think we'll hop into here next. Um, but this is all the wonderful things a blend offers, right? Is it's nice, bright, uh, it's it's light and honey and uh, super easy drinking, right? It's a great summer sipper, great for cocktails as well, because it just isn't anything you're having to work around. And it, it really is a very well-balanced, um, uh, gentle whiskey. Yeah, no, I like it. It's uh, It's very summery. And I think it's it's very bright. It's delicious. It's 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 crisp. 
it's it's somehow th- this one to me is somehow crisp and creamy at the same time mm. is i um a little bit uh a little bit unctuous oily in the in the best in the best form of the word um and it's it lingers which in in common pot stills or in a lot of sort of like your mass produced um Irish whiskeys that we find here that are the big big name brands you kind of don't get that linger you kind of don't get a whole lot of that finish and i really like that because i don't know the, to me the longer i can make a glass of whiskey uh last the better you know so good mileage yeah good mileage yeah and it, it has it has relatively and we'll talk about this as we kind of get into our mash bill and the, the heritage and style this whiskey um as a blend has a fairly high percentage of that pot still whiskey versus the grain whiskey mm. so that pot still whiskey is really you're going to get that uh, oily kind of like you said in a good way velvety mouth coating exactly yeah uh, all coming from that raw unmalted barley it's really what sets uh, itself apart in from our single malt brothers and sisters that uh, uh, make a little bit more dry of a spirit at time uh, this really does have that viscous kind of mouthfeel to it I was and say. even when you're pairing it with that grain whiskey that's a pretty light whiskey uh, it still has body to it, which I think is uh, is interesting. And if you ever, uh, you know, we love tell tell people to grab grab a Powers Gold label or a Jameson and have this side by side. There's a lot of DNA that runs um, sure. between between those styles of whiskey as blends. I, I think Irish whiskeys to me are are kind of like I compare them to chocolates, not in flavor but in creativity. I mean, you, you can't get too funky with a chocolate you know sometimes it's just got to be really really well made and well done but it's supposed to have a very recognizable you know profile and kind of you know you can't make it too weird and when i drink an irish whiskey i expect some things and it hits all those buttons outside this does have something that separates kind of what it's very Irishy until you get that fizzy mouthfeel. Yeah, Irishy. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I know exactly that, what you're saying. Yeah, Irishonians, I, uh, as I, they I, like. You just don't um, get anything right. Yeah. No, but there's a very. Uh, it sits in the cheeks, mm, which is yeah, very American. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm. No offense to my Irish friends out there, but I that American chew kind of feel. You know what I mean. That very bitey in the back of the mouth in a very very good way. So it still has that kind of heat to it that I like at forty three percent. Um, you would expect very mellow, very calm, and very, mm-hmm. you know, it shows up, says hi, and then shuts up. There's a bit of a conversation there. It's, it sure. it kind of tingles for a little while, to use mm-hmm. this worst metaphor ever. No, um, why Irish whiskey? Why why make that your kind of um, muse, if that's yeah. it? Yeah. Well, do you want to tell um, I'll do it. I got gotcha. you. So we... Um, in really, uh, I should say, I guess I'm not accidentally named Patrick. Uh, so some <laughs> Irish heritage uh, runs in our family, as you might imagine. Uh, and so we were on our honeymoon in 2011. This is kind of the our story, kind of the origin story. It was September 11th, uh, 2011. And Ireland was playing uh, the United States in the Rugby World Cup. Now, the Rugby World Cup was on in New Zealand. Um, so we were watching it in Ireland at like 8.30, 9 a.m. in the morning. Uh, the United States, uh, though valiantly fought, uh, was defeated, unfortunately, uh, by our uh, very adept Irish 
uh, foes. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in the bar in Galway and in walked in the first red breast cast strength single pot still whiskey that was released since like the fifties. And, and so this was a huge moment, right? Kind of a huge revival of a style. It marked the reintroduction in a big way of single pot still into the home market. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're literally sitting, you know, a couple hours from where it's it's all being produced. Um, and it what once was a global style of whiskey, we uncovered in the morning at this pub watching rugby. And so uh, the bartender, very cheerful fellow, gave us kind of the the rough history and like why this is important, poured us our first red breast. And if you've ever had a red breast. I mean, it's oh, pretty it's incredible. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, the cast strength is. It's, yeah, and at the cast strength, mm. it, that's, she's our cast strength girl. Mm. Uh, uh, she's, that's her, her jam. And so it really was kind of a love affair on a honeymoon that started uh, this kind of idea. And every year going back to visit Ireland, we would come back with just suitcases full of the new brands that would come out. Green Spot and then Powers John's Lane and Three Swallows and then Yellow Spot and uh, uh, the the Middleton varieties like uh, Barry Crockett Legacy and Derek Gaelic. These that uh, came out and, and you couldn't get in the United States. And it wasn't until 2015 in Denver where you guys were, are, uh, is is likely was in 2014, um, but you're talking Christmas of 2015 mm-hmm. was the first time you could get red breast and green spot out here in in Denver, Colorado. So we're hardly talking ancient history, um, and it really it really was something that that we just fell in love with. And I will say we we started distilling at home um, before you could even get pot still whiskey in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So, yeah, it was it was just part of that. You know, when we started early on, uh, we were both in oil and gas. I was a chemist in oil and gas and, and Megan was environmental science and regulatory. Um, and we in that 2014 time frame, oil went from like one hundred and ten dollars a barrel down to like 40, like six months. Right. It was, it was one of the first big kind of dips, downturns that had happened. And my company, which I loved working for, called Newfield Exploration, um, decided to close their offices here, all their regional offices. And everybody was then going to move back to Houston. Well, they didn't get very many people moving back to Houston. And uh, like myself, Megan had a really good job here uh, with a company that whose headquarters was here. And so it was like, well, one of us is going to be looking for a job. And honestly, I think we should look at doing this whiskey thing. And actually, that was Megan who said hey, I really, I'm kind of serious. I think, I think you should like take a look at it. We've got some time uh, and, and we've got some. Uh, trying to live vicariously through him. I was like, yeah. I have a job, you know, that's a desk job, nine to five, which I, I loved doing it, but I always was daydreaming about what I wanted to be when I grew up. And uh, so I was like, well, you've got this time and you've got the money and energy now. So why don't you go figure this out? Yeah, please just go Most- try this out. Most people lose their job and go home and just drink whiskey. That's right. <laughs> he loses his job and he's like, you know what? Let's go make it and you know then what? build a life around it. So, I mean. Haida, I want to talk to you about whiskey. 
please talk to me about whiskey. But not just any whiskey. I want to talk to you about single malt Welsh whiskey. Mm. But not just any distillery. I'm talking about Pendaren Distillery. Okay. And they don't have just any team to make their whiskey. Mm. They have an all-female distilling and blending team. I like what I'm hearing. Right? Laura, Bethan, and Ista, three women in charge of producing that whiskey. That is wholly unique within the whiskey industry, at least in the UK. That sounds pretty rad. It's pretty rad. What's even radder, if that's a word, is their whiskeys are delicious. I can make a wonderful highball for you, and you wouldn't even know there's whiskey in there. You'd just say, oh, this is bright and fruity and berry-like. Really? Really, really. Okay. You want to do it now? Sure. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Do you want to say something about the Cast Chasers podcast? You're a proud sponsor of the Cask Chasers podcast? Yes. Yeah. That, that's seriously a J.R.R. Tolkien version of, uh, of your whole life. <laughs> I mean, I, when I asked why Irish whiskey, you could have said it just sounded cool. The, the, you know, <laughs> one St. Patrick's Day we were, but that's that's absolutely incredible and beautiful, and uh, I I love that. And, so, wh- wh- yeah. um, where did where did the passion come from for the for the whiskey? And I know you talked about you know the the red breast or whatever, but uh, I I don't I, Megan, would you you're, you said you know you're at work, you're sitting there daydreaming about whatever. How how did this how did this thing in your brain fester and grow until yeah. you know it had to be it had to be be something. For sure. Um, I, as a child, was always trying to sell whatever I could. Um, Like, I would melt marshmallows and put cinnamon on them uh, and then try to sell that for 50 cents to people. And in high school, my best friend's mother, uh, like after we opened the distillery, she said, Megan, I remember you in high school saying that you wanted to open a brewery. So like, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I've always wanted to own my own business just didn't know where I would end up and and where I would end up. And um, then meeting Patrick, you know, 14 years ago, we um, sort of bonded over uh, sampling different whiskeys, like really testing our palates and um, fun, like origin game that we used to play. It was like, okay, you go downstairs from all of our different spirits, you pick one, and then I will guess what it is. And we got pretty good at it. And so, and most of them were Irish whiskeys that we had obviously brought back from Ireland after our honeymoon too. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it just, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the universe putting things into your lap and your life and showing you the pathway of where you need to be going. Um, and it just so happened that, you know, there was a Breckenridge distillery um, held their last, their very last class that they did for, uh, what was it called? It was uh, a practical distillery startup courses that they used to put on. Um, they, they were kind of like, Hey, it's, there needs to be more of us. Right. They were so early on that it was like, we need a, we need a bigger craft base in the United States. And had I been the one that you know, got the nice severance and the job went away, I gladly would have done it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so I, like I said, I was living vicariously through him and I called it like adult summer camp. And (laughs) he's hanging out with all of our friends in Breckenridge who are now our friends and and Breckenridge just drinking whiskey and learning how to make whiskey. And sounds rough. I know. Well, it's crazy. (laughs) 
Because there are folks there like uh, Kaveh Zemanin, who is uh, Rabbit Hole. Mm. He was uh, there. They were well underway with that plan. Jordan Via, who yeah. put that on, is a uh, well-known master distiller who's who's helped launch uh, many successful and, and, and tasty brands as well. And so, you know, like Megan said, I think it goes without saying all good relationships are built on alcohol. Uh, and so <laughs> we really uh, capitalized on that kind of, kind of early and the timing was just right. And I'm so proud of us that we were brave enough to kind of attempt it. And I think one of the crazy things that we all have, we shared in all of our conversations is like, there's an entire whiskey category that exists in which brands are distinguished and exceptional uh old family styles of whiskey and nobody's doing it right there's 20 some thousand bourbons and nobody in the united states is making a single pot still and that part of it was like it's the time like we finally got we were some of the first people to get tastes of that back in the market um to learn about the history the heritage of that and and it's kind of like megan said I, and i'm really proud that we have walked through open doors as things have uh, kind of unfolded in our path and and this was just one of those it was like it's just time like this is something we can do that's um i've never heard anyone tell me a whiskey story distiller master blender you name it that are where they are because they planned on it. I've never been anyone yeah, that was like, true. no, got out of high school, went to school to be a distiller. You know, my dad was a distiller. You rarely, only time I think I've ever heard that story was a you know a Scotch distiller because that's like their heritage. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're my dad was, and I will be too. That's my Scotch accent. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but it's almost like these brilliant, you know, engineers, chemists. Um, mad people um, with this entrepreneurial spirit just spearhead into this dangerously scary world of making spirit. I mean, I, I love my beer makers. I started off making beer. Um, Dana and I went to school together at college, my wife and I, and we took a beer class. I feel like I could easily go open a brewery. I feel like it's just I got to find an abandoned gas station and boom, brewery. <laughs> Call it gas station brewery, and you know if I sell, you know, you know tacos, everybody will be like, "This is cool." But I feel, but but people always that. Do, yeah, it does sound really good. Yeah, yeah, it does. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Wait, write all that down. For investors or like write all that down. All right, thank God we're recording. <laughs> but all right. that's how easy it is, really. Again, no offense, because it's a lot of hard work and everything. I'm sure, um, but. People ask us all the time because we're in the whiskey business. Um, huh? No. Okay. Um, because fine. we're in we're in this we're in this industry media side, and it, you know we educate and things like that. You guys should open a distillery. It's not. It's daunting. Yeah. It's first off, we're dumb. So so dumb. I will blow myself up. Absolutely. Um, and I the like I think about all the old time moonshiners that are half blind and everything yeah. like this is ready. How do you know? Cause my mouth doesn't hurt right now. And it's like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> just so it's the science and all that, that stuff behind it. But I think it's so much your intelligence. I mean, you're both scientists, you're both out there, you know, beakers and all that you nerds. But I also, but I think I commend the passion. That's what I like because that's really what you have to do. 
because you also have to sell it. And you said, you know, you're 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 a salesperson at heart. That's kind of you were selling these marshmallows with cinnamon on them, which I want now for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> really sounds good. incredible. Okay. I'll give you seventy five cents yeah, by I'll, the way. I'll bump that to it. Well, with inflation now, it's probably like a dollar. $50. But that you have to get it out there. And one of the things I hope we do as a show, you know, obviously other than entertain and educate is to show our listeners brands. And then that brand goes out and becomes something really cool and people buy it. And that's what you want. You're in a business. So there's also that stress that I know you're behind, but you're doing something really cool and unique. I mean, it's hard to say pot still Irish whiskey, American unique, but when you throw them all together, you're right. Not a lot of people are doing it. We have pot still whiskey in America. We have Irish-esque whiskey in America, but nobody's really saying, I'm going to plant my flag on it. And I think that's really, really cool. Um, that whiskey we just tasted was absolutely was phenomenal. really good. Um, I am excited to jump into the next one as we continue, you know, basically interviewing you or interrogating you at this point. So, um, <laughs> Where were you in the evening? No. What happened with that? Um, so let's pick the next whiskey, and then I want to learn about, I want to educate our listeners on just what pot still means. If we yes. can do, uh, yeah, can we so, do that. Yeah. Which one? So yeah, which one did you say next? Um, so we're going to do continuum cask. So that's the teal label. Okay. Um, it's this really pretty new teal that we... No idea what color teal is. That's... Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's I got turquoise. It. Turquoise. Yeah. <laughs> they are dumb. Uh, They're dumb. Those are those are dumb <laughs> men. They were dumb. I never want to do their show again. <laughs> Who doesn't know what teal is? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, this going to be all the stuff you guys cut out, and we'll be like, yeah. they secretly didn't know what teal was. <laughs> <laughs> they for sure didn't know what teal was. Yeah, that's... That, that stays in. They'll never edit. Is if they can then, make me sound stupid. And then I'm sitting here like I love the way continuum is spelled. Like I'm just stupid. <laughs> it's a uh, this this one's this one's cool. Megan will give you a little. Yeah. So continuum cask. Um, basically, what happened? So when we first started out, um, we had 18 month old whiskey, um, and it gradually got to two years old in smaller oak casks. And so we called it quarter oak cask whenever we first released it. Um, but then we started noticing that like two years old whiskey in those smaller barrels can tend to get a little bit over oaked. And it, that spirit is telling us like, I don't need any more new virgin oak on me. So um, what we did is actually bought um, one 350 gallon fooder. Uh, so it's a huge oak vessel uh, that no longer imparts new oak profile onto the spirit. And then also I used cognac vat, which is also about 350 gallons um, as well. Um, and so we use those as a Solera system. And so it never fully empties. We add barrels to it. We bottle off of that. And so it's a continuous cycle. So hence continuum cask. And we get some more bolder, spicier Christmas yeah. baking spice notes. Yeah, that that's, one. I was going to say, and I, I was going to say like a, like a like a, a spicy cake almost you know yeah. what i mean um it's like a fruit cake that you get at christmas that nobody eats but it smells really good <laughs> right yeah 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 it, i like it in liquid form better is yeah. really the what i look so and i'm really proud of this one um really proud of a lot of our line but this one in, in particular i think really shows to us our ability to listen to the liquid uh, like Megan was describing, it was like, ooh, these quarter casts are really just starting to be the show. 
all we're tasting is oak on this, right? We need to, we need to find a way to, to let this rest, let this mellow. And that, that those larger vats, those continuum vats really gave us that opportunity to impart the oak that we wanted, but then stop that and put it into a larger vat and, and allow that to get those flavors to kind of marry and mellow over uh, months before we would then, we would then bottle it. And then in a cool way, layer both younger two-year-old barrels with older stuff that has just been in that vat ever since two years ago when we put uh, put that whiskey in for the first time. Use your science words. Laws of Laws of miscibilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She said use your science words. I always, I always, <laughs> say, I always say, we we love the nerdism on the show. I wanna go there and see it um, with a ladle. And I just want to like a big soup. <laughs> just, <and> just <laughs> yeah. Bobby fell in the vat again. <laughs> I'd be dead. I'd probably die. It's, so pot still. There's worse ways to go yeah. out. Yeah, right. We've had um, people on, um, and we've 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 had Irish whiskey. We've had you name it. We've had it. But I always think we tap dance around the, the what a pot still is, what it means, how it works, and how it really. Um, can we let's educate a little bit talk to us about what separates a pot still from a column what is the you know why is it important how can you know just really the the newbie checkbox there if you can you know what, what, yes. what we mean by pot still so it's a it's a great question especially with um the use of pot still uh on labels and as an apparatus and then what it means to be pot still style in Ireland and, and how that came about. So first thing is that any style of whiskey for the most part can use pot still as an apparatus, right? It's where you kind of have that beautiful onion bulb uh, up onto a swan neck, uh, it's unobstructed. So the pot is then generating steam uh, that steam heats the liquid inside, it vaporizes, flows down the swan neck, hits the condenser, turns back into liquid, and, and you capture that, right? And it's generally a batch-driven uh, type of distillation. So uh, generally double distilled uh, is what most uh, whiskeys are that go through a pot still. Uh, we triple distill, which I'll tell you about here, here in a second. Um, but effectively, you, you run that still, you capture the liquid, you then fill the next still, you do that same process, capture the liquid, and then in our case, we'll do that a third time. Um, a column still is a, a series of plates that act like little reflux buffers that uh, the whiskey or spirit is boiled turns into steam, goes through a bubble cap on a plate. Um, this will be something that you can easily Google, uh, get a good video, get a good YouTube video on. It'll then recondense on that plate until there's enough heat energy to then boil that again, vaporize it. It'll pass through the next plate. So instead of this happening one time, like in a pot, where you bring it up to temperature, it steams, and then you capture it, that's happening multiple times in the same apparatus. Uh, all out why it's so difficult to get a vodka out of a pot still. You have to distill, 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 and it's a much less efficient process. Mm. The beauty of pot stills as an apparatus and pot still as a style that I'll talk about is in the inefficiency, right? It's allowing a lot of the flavors that you made in fermentation to pass through the still to the collection point where in a column still, it can neutralize the spirit a little bit more 
or uh, it can clean it up if there are um, uh, byproducts that you might not uh, necessarily want. Uh, the copper pot still is a much more naked distillation process where there's a lot less control, but a lot of the beauty is in those earthen notes, the depth and complexity of some of that distillate that comes off because of the still's inability to rectify it. Um, now there are ways to change that. In pot stills, you'll see um, onion, uh, the onions pot up to what's known as the OG that connects the neck where you might have then uh, a bulb or a very tall swan neck to mm. uh, create additional reflux to help refine that spirit as, as best as possible. But it's night and day difference in efficiency from from a column still yeah. um, that, that really that really can purify the spirit almost to pure alcohol. Um, but that's the beauty, right? Uh, one of the things that we do, and if you really want to know about this style of whiskey, there is what is known as the Irish whiskey technical file. And that is a lot like our tax and trade bureau regulations about what different styles of whiskey can be, how you have to make it, what grains must be used, all of that. Um, we self-govern by that because there are no U.S. regulations for this style. But to fall in this category, we have dedicated to ensuring that we follow that technical file. Well, pot still whiskey as a style, not an apparatus. So to eliminate some confusion to wonderful distilleries like Willet and Balcones have pot still whiskey, right? Mm. They're telling you that they're making their bourbon on that pot still because it's less common. It's much more common to use a column still in bourbon. Mm. Uh, and so they're telling you that they're using that apparatus. They aren't claiming to be an Irish style. They're just letting you know that like, uh, other whiskeys that are more common, like single malts, uh, that are almost always distilled in pot stills. That's what they're doing in, in their case. So it is a misnomer um, because they'll put that on there, rightfully so. It's true. Uh, and, and it is important because it does differentiate the flavor profile of, of their whiskeys. But when the Irish talk about it, they're talking about the use of the pot still. Yes, it must be. Uh, part of the distillation process is the only still type that can be used. Um, however, they're talking about malted barley and unmalted barley. Um, the Irish whiskey technical file states that you must be a minimum of 30% malted barley and a minimum of 30% raw barley or unmalted barley. Um, that was originally kind of the heritage, the lore behind that, um, that it was born out of uh, English malt taxes, uh, especially starting in 1785, where the English started heavily taxing Irish malt. Well, that really solidified the use of raw barley or unmalted barley in their mash bills, unlike single malts that were being made uh, in Ireland and, and Scotland at the time. That use of that raw barley completely changed the character and complexity of um, this style of whiskey. It's kind of like people are like, well, it's all barley. How is it? How is it different? Um, it's kind of like green apples and cooked apples. I mean, apples off a tree and, and, and cooked apples. How different that malting process is and changing the flavor profile of the barley versus raw barley is very similar, right? You get a lot of bright, almost uh, sweet citrusy notes uh, coming from a uh, raw apple that almost completely dissipate into cooked caramelization uh, when they're baked or put into a pie of something. Right. So it's very similar. And that circling back is where you're getting that 
dense mouthfeel, that mouth coating, the peppery spiciness, all of that is coming from, from that unmulted barley. So old Irish heritage, uh, born of tax evasion as, as the romantic story uh, is told, but really uh, part of a heritage that once they discovered this, they really enjoyed uh, the flavor of it and it's a style the world would fall in love with.